Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Today we have another special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, what's up? I'm Nick. I'm from Huntington Beach. Um, I think today we're talking about discrepancy and maybe some other stuff. Um, yeah, let's build up to that. Um, so, uh, okay. were, were you, uh, born and raised in Orange County? Um, technically I wasn't born. I was born in San Pedro, which is not that far from Orange County. Um, but then when I was really young, my parents moved down to Huntington beach here and then I grew up. So it's, it's definitely the only place that I like truly, truly identify with. So the, the short answer to that question is yes. I'm basically totally born and raised here. Okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, mistaken, you have a Huntington beach tattoo, right? I do actually. That was my first tattoo. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, growing up, uh, I was, uh, like born and raised in the Palm Springs area and oh, right. yeah, it was nice. You know, I'm um, growing up, obviously like I didn't really know anything other than that, but when I got a little bit older, I eventually made the move to orange County and I, I just love it so much. And I just kind of wish I grew up out there. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, can you tell us about like, uh, how you got into hardcore yeah, for sure. So I was thinking about this earlier, actually. I, I first, it first started with punk, you know, which I think is a route for a lot of people being like in, um, you know, like in elementary school, listening to bands like Blink-182 and Green Day and stuff like that, which is like the pop punk stuff. And then I hit sixth grade middle school and like, you know, I discovered like the Sex Pistols and the Dead Kennedys and the Misfits. And then by the time I hit high school, I was just fully dipping myself in like, uh, 80s hardcore punk, you know, everything from like the Ramones to like the Cro-Mags to MDC to like the dead boys or something like that. So I was just totally immersed in that, you know, every day I was wearing like tight pants to school with like patches all over my jackets and stuff like that. And then it wasn't until around like, uh, I'd say like my sophomore year, maybe junior year of high school, I discovered like, what is the current hardcore punk scene you could say. And I, I remember one of the first bands, was this band called Finish Him, and they were a straight-edge hardcore band um, out of Orange County, I think out of, like, the Fullerton Placentia area. And um, funny thing about that band is Madison was in that band, and Madison plays guitar for Fury and does a lot of the booking with um, Suburban, or he does Suburban Fight and all that stuff. So that was, like, that was years, and that was over 10 years ago. And uh, Steven sang for that band, and he sang later in Creatures, and then he also sang for Skin Father. So it's kind of just funny to see the guys um, who are still doing stuff in the hardcore scene. But, yeah, I, I got into that band. I discovered them as, like, a local hardcore band, and I went and saw them in Irvine at, like, a, uh, a screen printing shop. And that was one of my first, like, current hardcore shows prior to that it was all just like uh house of blues uh you know tsol and circle jerks and stuff like that so that was my first like hardcore show i saw kids like moshing and stuff like that which was a totally new thing to me and then from there i quickly jumped over to chain reaction which is just a legendary venue i saw like early trash talk cruel hand um bands like that playing their have heart ceremony you know that whole that whole era it was my favorite thing ever so when you found out about like the more like current stuff in hardcore, um, was that just like through like on the internet or did you have like people at your high school who are into that kind of music? 
You know what? That's a good question. I had one buddy at my high school who we were both into all like the, the 80s punk stuff together. And I think he put me on. He was like, yo, I heard this band called Finish Him. They're a local band. They're really good. But like they dress different than us. And I was like, well, what do you mean? You know, because we're wearing like ripped jeans and boots and shaved heads and patches and stuff like that. And he's like, they kind of dress like preppy. I remember him telling me that. And I thought it was really funny. I was like, OK, well, let me hear him. And I heard him and I was like, whoa, this is cool. I want to go. I want to go see it. And like I show up to the gig. And like, I stick out like a sore thumb looking like a punk at the gig. But, you know, later I discovered that we all like the same shit anyway. So it was pretty cool. But yeah, so through friends, not really, I wasn't really too, uh, too versed in the internet yet at that time. What year was that? That was 2006. Okay, damn. Um, I'm trying to because I'm trying to like figure out like the time frame because um, so obviously you said sophomore in high school. When um, I was a sophomore in high school, it was um, probably about like 2004. So I'm not, like okay. that much older than you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like growing up like out in Palm Springs, like I said earlier, um, like it was really rare to like find people locally that listen to that kind of music. But luckily I met some older friends um, that were like seniors when I was like a freshman, sophomore. So thanks to them, like they like really like influenced like my like um, early days of hardcore. Um, Like they were the ones that were able to drive. So they were able to take me to places like uh, the showcase theater and Corona uh, chain reaction, um, like random venues out in like Riverside Rialto. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I so, made it to showcase. That was one of the, the venues that I always wanted to go to that I heard was just the coolest <laughs> venue ever. And I, I never made it there. Um, yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to go. Um, that venue was uh, closer to us than Chain Reaction. So m- most uh, tours oh, yeah. back in the day, uh, most tours back in the day would um, normally hit um, Chain and Showcase. Uh, so we would prefer Showcase because it was closer. But if um, for that some weird sense. reason the tour didn't go there, like we would make the extra like thirty minutes out to Orange County. Yeah, to Chain. Um, so when uh, or because i first uh remember you from uh new brigade um yeah but uh did you play in any bands before that i did but um like the only bands i played in before that were like very small scale punk bands with like my high school friends so it's definitely stuff that little to nobody's ever heard of we did play around there was this band called mental void that i played bass in that was like my first real band we played probably like maybe 10 shows we used to play this venue called the clinic in santa Ana. a lot of like local punks remember that one it was a pretty chaotic fun venue like government we played with like government warning um uh what's that wasted time um, bad reaction, uh, tippers, gore, stuff like that, like those bands. So it was pretty cool, but that, so that gave me my first, um, experience, like playing in front of an audience. I was like super young, super nervous, all that fun stuff. But then, um, there had been a, a pretty big gap between when that band ended and when I like ended high school, started going to like community college and shit like that. And then that's when I met, um, a couple of the guys that, we and then we ended up starting New Brigade. So I would say New Brigade's like my first real band, if if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. Um, yeah. So uh, New Brigade, um, I was a fan of, of that band, but uh, oh. you guys eventually broke up. Uh, mm. What was the reason for that? 
Um, you know, we talked about it a lot because our demo, we did our demo in 2011 and I think we played our last show in 2006. So we were around for a good minute. Um, and we had a pretty consistent lineup. One of our guitar players dropped off and then it was just me. And then we swapped out a bass player, but consistently myself, the drummer and the singer and, uh, the singer, his name's Justin Cuevas, but, uh, he, he, people know him as crucial J like from minority unit and stuff like that. Just like a, a funny nickname we always had for him. Uh, crucial J was joining the Marines and he was going to be shipped out all over the place out of the country. He was not going to be home for most of the year for the next several years. So we debated, do we like, do we just end the band or do we do like a hiatus thing where we play every time he comes home, you know, and sort of thing, kind of like that band step forward had done for years or it was like, they weren't really a band, but they, they play shows still. And, you know, the people that really enjoyed them, enjoyed them and all that fun stuff. And I, I wanted to do that route. I wanted to just be like, Hey, we don't have to break up. We're all still friends. We all still love this stuff. Uh, and we can just play whenever we want, like no rules. There's no, we don't have to work on a record or do anything like that. But, uh, ultimately, Crucial J was like, yeah, I just, let's just play a last show and just call it a day. If we want to play music later, we can start a new band. And I was like, all right. So we did talk about it. And that was like the, the, the choice that we all voted on, which just to, just to call it a day, there was no bad blood. We're all still amazing friends. I still talk to all those guys every day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we just, with Justin leaving and doing the Marines, we kind of just called it quits. And is he still out um, being a Marine or is his he, time almost up? It's almost up. He's almost back. I just, I just found out that he's almost done. Um, but it's been a handful of years and he is still currently out there. I think he might be, might even be in Japan right now. I'm not too terribly sure, but yeah, he's been all over the place. It's pretty badass. That's cool. I have a buddy. Um, I think he's in the Navy. Um, and, uh, yeah, all he posts on Instagram is just like him just like, looks like he's having the time of his life because he's just uh, <laughs> touring the world. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was bummed when you guys broke up. Um, I remember, I, I can't remember which show it was. I, I, I want to say it was like at like Los Globos or something. Um, okay. I like try to go buy a shirt, but you guys didn't have any shirts. So I just ended up buying a record. Oh, yeah, we, uh, towards the end, that was when we played Los Globus, that was definitely towards the end. I remember, I think we only played there a couple times. Um, and, and yeah, towards the end, there was a lot, there was a lot less, uh, like, um, you know, stuff with like, Oh, let's make these shirts and do that. Like all of that kind of gusto was kind of tapering off and we were like, you know, getting ready to play our last handful of shows and, you know, had lost some steam, I guess you could say, but we, we really enjoyed making like shirts. That was something that we had all got pumped up on since the beginning. We feel like we made some pretty cool shirts. Yeah. I, I was definitely bummed because like, I, I like literally like probably have like, like less than 10 records in my collection, if you can call oh, that. Cause, oh, cause I don't even buy records, but I was just like <laughs> wanted to like support the band, but also have like, like, you know, something that I could remember you guys by. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. have that record somewhere. It's somewhere in my room. Nah. Um, but okay, so New Brigade breaks up. Um, how long was it till like you had the idea or um, whoever had the idea to start discrepancy? Um, the, t we were actually the both bands existed um, simultaneously. Actually, because. Um, Discrepancy was started by myself and Justin Raya, and Justin Raya was the drummer in Discrepancy and New Brigade. 
So while we were doing New Brigade, Justin, Justin grew up in Orange, and we were both always super stoked and would nerd out about like Orange County hardcore bands like Instead and Uniform Choice and all that stuff like that and how we thought it was super cool. We were all into that. So we had always toyed around with the idea of like doing an, a very Orange County style band. And so finally I was just like, dude, let's just do it. You know, I'm just going to write a demo. Let's just go for it. We talked about this for years. Like nothing will ever happen if we don't just fucking do it. So I, um, I got with him in the studio. We rehearsed a few times and wrote, I wrote the demo and we went into the studio and he and I recorded everything. Um, but that was probably cause I think our demo came out in 2014 and, uh, yeah. And so, so he, um, so yeah, actually, you know what? Maybe New Brigade played, maybe we played our last show before 2016. Maybe I'm getting the dates, but either way, definitely existed for like a good year together. There was at least one time where I, we played both on the same bill. Uh, yeah, I, I actually um, did like a deep dive and like looked up a bunch of old um, Suburban Fight Flyers and it was oh, nice. uh, Suburban Fight number 11. It was uh, Give, Fury, New Brigade, Pocket Knife and Discrepancy. That's right. That's right. Was that at um, uh, Pomona? Yes. Gotcha. That was a cool one. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of missed that venue down there. Oh, dude, I miss it so much. That was a great venue. I That was like peak venue for me with bands that I was in playing there. Like, I feel like we always played there, had the coolest times. I got to go see bands play there that just great shows, whether they were local bands or touring bands. That was amazing. Yeah, I, I remember, I want to say it was maybe 2012 or 2013, I had uh, just like flown back home from Portland and I flew from uh, Portland to John Wayne and I like raced to Aladdin Jr. because uh, Mindset <laughs> uh, mindset was playing that night and I was like, I have to see this band. So like, oh, yeah. I, I, I just remember it was like just so packed and it was just such an awesome show. Hell yeah. I was probably there. I definitely saw them play there at least once. I want to say it was in some of the, cause they broke up now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was one of the last times they played California, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. There's a tons of good shows. Uh, Turnstile uh, played down there yeah. that night. Yeah. was wild. It, it, yeah. They could never play there anymore, but I remember them packing out that little ass room. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that night, like going in, um, I like was a huge fan of Turnstile, um, but for some weird reason, I didn't think that they were that big at that time. Um, but when they started, and then like every single person in the room was singing along, like it just yep. kind of clicked. I'm like, okay, this band's gonna be like super huge because like the impact that they have now at like that stage of their career, it was just insane. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I remember being there too, and I remember thinking like, wow, there are kids in here that this is their first hardcore show. Like, like probably 25% of the crowd looked like that was probably their first show. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. You know, most people at Aladdin junior, whatever you want to call it venue, I know the name changed a couple of times. Um, it was like, you saw so many familiar faces, you know, it's like, Oh, you were at the last gig here. You were at the one two weeks ago, a month ago, blah, blah, blah. But that was a, that was a crazy night for sure. One of, probably the most packed show I ever saw there. Yeah, I think so. Cause, um, like, yeah, I can't remember, um, it being that like that crazy and that full. Yeah. Um, okay. So the demo came out in 2014, um, which I thought was awesome. And then jump forward to 
it was 2017 you guys released um on youngblood records your uh was it would you call it an ep yes thoughts or things yeah so how'd you guys link up with youngblood records um shortly after the demo came out um i got an email from sean over at youngblood and i think he had um been referred over to check out our demo by bob wilson um from beware and mother mercy and all those bands and i know bob does a lot of booking and stuff like that i know he used to do stuff with maybe he still does with fyfs and done a lot of stuff in philly and in that area um and bob was always a good a good buddy so i thought that was really cool that he had told sean to check out our demo and i guess sean dug it and so he just I don't, I think Youngblood hadn't been doing too many releases around that time and, uh, they wanted to do a cool or what they thought would be a cool release. And, and Sean emailed me and, uh, I talked about it with a couple of the other guys and I was like, Oh, carry on to the seven inch on Youngblood. Like I got to do a seven inch on Youngblood, you know, cause I love carry on so much. So I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Super flattered. And, uh, and then we kind of started writing that record. And funny thing about that is it was recorded at probably close to two years before it came out. Definitely a full solid year. So you're right, it didn't come out till 2017, but we had that record recorded and done for sure all of 2016, probably at the end of 2015. And were you guys just like waiting to try to shop it around or? No, not at all actually, because like, right after the demo came out, I had told Sean that I would, I would write a record for young blood. But, um, but I told him at the time, like, Hey, as of right now, the demo was all I had. Like, that's all we wrote. We don't have any other songs. We're not working on anything. I'm down to do it. I just can't promise you, um, when I can get it to you. And then I think from that point, we were brand spanking new from that point, probably a year later. Um, we put the pedal to the metal and like I, we went and wrote more songs and went in the studio and recorded them. And, uh, it just, it took forever. We were working on artwork and we couldn't decide on what to do with artwork and layout. And this guy sent in a design and then we lost contact with them. And then this guy did, and then that guy did, and someone tweaked it. And then we decided photos instead of art and then art instead of photos. And then the pressing plant was, you know, backed up and it was like everything that could have slowed down the process did. Um, not to mention that like, you know, Sean, has a wife and kids and a family and you know like justin our drummer who is this other half of discrepancies married and you know has a career and i was working on finishing school and all that stuff like that so just everything that could have happened did um so we weren't it was not intentional <laughs> we wanted it out it just it just was slow okay that totally makes like a lot of sense because um i always like wondered like why there was like such a big gap in between but I'm really glad that you're able to explain that. Um, yeah, that's exactly why. So, uh, you, you guys, uh, you know, uh, from what I've seen, uh, you know, the, the shows that you played with, uh, uh through this like suburban fight, um, uh, series, I, I guess I could call it. Um, you guys, uh, weren't always like super active. Um, was there a, a reason for that? That's true. Yeah. We weren't always super active. Um, I would say the only real reason behind that was kind of like the same thing I'd mentioned earlier, where it's just like when real life happens, you know, it's like, Hey, I can, can you play next weekend? We got offered to play a gig. Where is it? It's over here in LA or it's over here in orange County. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I can get the time off. I can get the time off. I can't, I'll be out of, you know, someone can't, someone's, 
away on business for that weekend working in like a trade show or someone can only be available the night of the show, but we, they couldn't link up to practice earlier in the week because they were doing this and doing that. It's like shit. So sometimes we would say yes and then have to bail last minute, which is super lame, um, because we couldn't practice in time or, um, or we'd pull it off, you know, but it was definitely discrepancy was that band where I was like, shit, I'm, we're all at the point now where like real life is happening and, it's so much harder than like, Hey, today after school, you want to go jam in your garage? You know what I mean? Like when, when I was younger and it's like, we could be, I feel like I was doing band practice every multiple nights a week, every weekend. Like it was fun. Now everybody's in relationships and doing this and doing that. And eventually that's what, you know, killed the band too. But yeah, just scheduling and all that stuff. I definitely feel that like, um, like back in the day I was in like, um, two bands, um, that didn't really do much, but, uh, scheduling is always like super hard. And, and like when I think about like bands that are like, you know, doing it for real, I like definitely give them so much respect because it takes so much to, you know, make a band and, uh, be able to play and tour. It just, it takes like a lot. Oh yeah. Big time. I think you don't realize that until you try to do something, um, <coughs> like try to, you know, go write a record or go on tour or do something like you said, being in a band doesn't matter what instrument or whatever you're playing. It's like, if everyone's not on the same page and if everyone's not like really stoked on it and like passionate about doing it and setting like a goal and going for it, nothing will happen. You know, you'll, you'll send out the group text about practice two out of four people will reply. The time will come and go. By the time you hear from everybody, you call the rehearsal spot. They don't have rooms open for that day anymore. You know, it's just like, you're you're right. Bit massive respect to the people that can really dig in and do it. It makes you totally um, have an appreciated like perspective for all those bands that really go do it and go on tour like all over the world or all over the country and like really get their name out there. It's, it's crazy. So uh, just a second ago, you said um, like basically scheduling and everything. Um, that's what killed the band. Um, I, I know when I um, asked you to do the podcast, um, I was unaware that the band was um, done. Um, so do you want to uh, speak on that right now? Sure. Yeah, we um, like I said, like it was with discrepancy, it was definitely, the other thing with that is too, is it's like discrepancy was much less of a band, um, that like, for example, new brigade was, you know, like to put it into perspective, new brigade, we would all show up to practice together and we'd collectively write songs together. Like the whole band, like everyone contributing, we'd all talk about what covers we wanted to do. We all talked about like what sound we wanted to pull. We'd all go into the studio together and like play our respective parts and do this and do that. Um, it was a total like team effort with discrepancy. It was not that at all, which isn't a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a different vibe because that was something that I really wanted to do personally. So it was like me writing songs in my bedroom, bringing them to jam with Justin on drums him kind of like making little tweaks here and there and then us going into the studio recording them. And we did that. Justin and I recorded both the demo and the seven inch, just, just the two of us. I played guitar and bass on both of them and then sang it. And then Justin did the drums. And, uh, and then it was like, I was recruiting people to play the records live, if that makes sense. So obviously the other people being recruited were not nearly as like stoked on it as like myself or maybe Justin. So it, uh, it did not have that same like team vibe. And I realized that had like a really big impact on just 
how everyone felt about playing shows and, you know, trying to get together to do things as a band and like stretch out and go on tour and things like that. Um, and the, the, like the, the aesthetic of the band, of the band was very specific. It was like OC hardcore, OC straight edge. Like that's it. Like we're not covering side by side. We're not covering this. We're not doing that. Like I love all that shit. It's just with this band is very, it was a very niche thing. And so, um, it became harder and harder to get people that wanted to do it. You know, like if you look at discrepancy from the beginning to the end, we had never really had a consistent lineup. You know, I had everyone from Dorian, uh, from soul search and poor Order playing drums. We had Madison from fury, uh, playing drums. We had Mike Cesario from disgrace and, um, um, you know, playing, playing bass, him, him playing drums. We had Justin O'Hara from stick together and beware playing guitar. Then bass, we had Jacob, this other OC homie playing guitar. Then he fell off. Like we had Rye, like it was just so inconsistent and, uh, it just like totally knocked the wind out of the band. And it got to a point where it was like, you know, we were playing shows without, I would be lucky to get one practice in. And I was like, man, this is just, I'm just like fighting uphill with this thing, you know, like we aren't as much as I would want it to be. We aren't a real, like a real band, you know, and, uh, just kind of called it like, didn't, yeah. I, after we played our record release show, I was like, all right, that was, that was our last show. You know, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's, it's just, uh, it's just tapping out. Damn. That's very interesting. Going into the record release show, did you know that was going to be your last show? No, no, I did not know that. Um, I was really excited to play that show. And the other funny thing is that was our record release, but I feel like that came, that record release show wasn't until it wasn't like right when the record came out, you know, it was like the record came out, you could buy it on Youngblood, like it was out. And then like months later we played the record release show. Maybe I'm messing that up a little bit. We, I had the records at the show for sale. Yeah. Um, um Based off your your band camp, it said the record came out in uh, December 22nd, um, okay. 2017, and then the record release show uh, took place January 14th, 2018. Okay, so not too bad, actually. Yeah, just a, almost a month. Almost a month. Okay, so I guess maybe it felt a little bit longer in my mind, but uh, but yeah, I just remember at that point it was um, it was like Justin, our drummer, which he was like that was this was our band, it was our thing. He didn't even play that show. Um, uh, it was who do we have? I must have had must have had Mike. I think I had Mike Cesario playing drums and Justin O'Hara on guitar and. Actually, man, I, yeah, I, I, that's funny. I can't even remember who played what at the, uh, at the last show. And then Rye, who had like pretty much been our bass player throughout the whole thing. I'm pretty sure he did not play bass during that last show. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in the crowd. So it was just like one of those weird things where it was like, man, it, it really let me know. It was like, man, I can try to like stitch this thing together for more shows or I can just kind of call it. Um, I, mean, I was like, I think I'm just going to call it, you know? That's that's actually kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. So uh, the record release was, um, I think, a pretty awesome lineup. It was a suburban fight number sixty nine. It was Fury, Take Offense, Discrepancy, Distort, and Illusion. Um, yeah. But I, I'm just curious since uh, Discrepancy, um, like your whole thing was, uh, you know, Orange County. Um, why did you uh, have the record release take place in L.A.? 
Great question. I remember I wanted to do a record release locally, like, um, but the thing is, I know that myself and a lot of the other guys playing with us felt like very burnt out with playing program all the time. Like we had felt like, I felt like we exhausted our audience there, you know, like the first, let's say four times we played there, it was great. We got like as good as a reaction as I think we, we earned. And, um, and then I feel like towards the end we would play there and like, it was like, I feel like the mentality was like, Oh, I've seen this band. Like, here and you know being at program it's really cool in one breath but then in another breath it's like there's no stage you can't stage dive there's minimal movement in the crowd because there's glass cabinets and skateboards and stuff on the wall so it it kind of it can affect the vibe a little bit and um i was just like we didn't know where else to book a show and i was talking with madison and he was always doing 17 different things at once he's a very busy guy and all of a sudden i get the text that like hey it's going to be up at that white oak music hall place in in the valley and i was like oh that's kind of random but the lineup was killer like you said you know love delusion hadn't seen them yet love take offense you know did my first tour with that band when it was soul search take offense shababa like it's like really cool lineup wanted to do it distort um, all that stuff. But yeah, funny you mentioned that. I thought it was funny too that the uh, that, that record release show wasn't in Orange County. Yeah. And I'm actually really bummed that I wasn't able to make it out to that show because I remember the last show that I was able to see discrepancy was um, the Sur- Suburban Fight number 56. It, uh, it's funny because I have all these um, flyers up so I can tell yeah. you the exact numbers. Um, oh. It was... Uh, at program, it was uh, discrepancy, step for change, wild side, mill spec, and distort. Mill spec and distort, wild side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, that cool. I, I thought that show was awesome. Like it I, was I, awesome. I, I remember seeing you guys, and I was like, dude, this is so sick. That was a cool one. I think we covered the Descendants at that show, which is like one of the very weird covers we would have done because like i said it was like oc hardcore thing obviously (coughs) orange county but just kind of wanted to do something fun with that and i think we also played with mill spec and wildside in a garage um like i think right before that show because they had done like a little tour and i I forget what city that show was in but playing in that garage was actually really really fun that's awesome um was that like locally or did you like um, play somewhere else it was local. It was somewhere. I want to say like La Habra or like La Mirada, which I'm kind of bad with maps. Those two cities might not be anywhere near each other. They um, are. But yeah, oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was something like that. It was one of those, it was one of those cities. I, I couldn't believe that we were able to play and have all those bands playing a garage and not have the police get called. But somehow it worked. And I guess the kid whose house it was, his parents were cool with it and he had done a few other shows there. So it was pretty sweet. It was awesome. Yeah, that's so crazy. I, I've never like like wanted to host a hardcore show in my garage just because I'd be so afraid of like things just getting broken. Oh, dude, yeah, same. I thought about that a few different times, like trying to set up a generator and doing stuff in the backyard or in the garage, and I was just like, "There's no way this would fly. <laughs> There's no way." <laughs> um, this is kind of random, but uh, it was. There's a show at um, the locker room in Garden Grove. It was uh, pretty sure it was the backtrack, the um, Bad to My World tour. It was them and Hangman. Um, You guys were supposed to play that show, um, but for some reason, uh, you guys had to drop off. Um, Do you remember why? Um, I don't remember specifics, but it was definitely one of those things where it was like, I 
I remember I had gotten a text from Madison. It was like, hey, booking the show, down press or backtrack, locker room, can discrepancy play it? Like, um, I think, or maybe even Vitalo was booking it. Maybe it wasn't Madison. Maybe it was Vitalo from, uh, from backtrack. It was like, hey, like, you know, let's set it up. We want to play with you guys. And I was like, oh, this so, that's so cool. Like whenever, whenever it's something like that where it's like a band is requesting or like thinks it would be cool to play together, I'm like super flattered. Like let, let me try to make every effort I can to do it because that's way cool. And uh, it was one of those things where it was like I couldn't get everyone to be down for practice in time and somebody couldn't get the day of the show off. And it was just going to be so scabbed up if I did try to do it with a lineup that I last minute had to be like, shit no bueno, you know, but I do, there was a flyer made for that one and everything. I remember it. I was just over there at that venue the other day and I was like, shit, I've never played here, but I was supposed to play here. Yeah. Were you, uh, at that cool side show? I wasn't at the cool side show. I actually went down there. It was cause it's like the locker room. There's also that big, um, that outdoor like amphitheater. Yeah. I know like skits and stuff are playing there pretty soon. And, uh, I saw a, um, I saw a couple weeks back, I saw it was a random thing. It was like a uh, Smiths and Cure and Psychedelic First tribute bands playing there. So my girlfriend and I went over there and checked it out. It was pretty badass. And, and then I saw the locker room and I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to play here. Yeah, I, I think it's a cool venue. Um, there's like a, I, I think there's a little stage if I can remember. Because I, I, I um, haven't been there in a while. Yeah, there's a little stage. It's yeah. pretty bitching. Yeah, and I, I'm always curious why there aren't like more shows that happen there. Yeah. I don't know why either. I feel like, I mean, it is kind of in a random area, but, um, yeah, I don't see why there shouldn't be more. So since, uh, discrepancy, um, since you decided to, uh, call it quits, uh, have you had like people hitting you up to um, play shows that happened a little bit in the beginning? Um, where, yeah, people would be like, Hey, can you guys play this? Or can you guys do that? Or when's the next show sort of a thing? And I was like, Oh, unfortunately, like, you know, there's not going to be another one. Like we're not a band anymore. We, uh, we played our last show and, and, and it kind of got the same reaction that I had received from you initially. It was like, Oh shit, I didn't even know you guys broke up. But, um, I guess in my mind, I just thought people put two and two together. And I only say that because it has been so long since we played. Um, but you're right. There was never like an announcement or anything, but yeah, that happened a little bit. Like got offered to play shows or do little, uh, do little tours with people. And, um, unfortunately had to decline just because, you know, discrepancy threw in the towel. Yeah. I, I was really surprised when you, um, had matched it to me because I try to like, you know, stay like up to date with like most hardcore. Um, it's really hard cause there's so much going on, but yeah. uh, especially, um, like since it's like a local thing, I, I figured that, um, I would have heard about it. But, um, yeah. I was like, yeah, really surprised when you told me. Yeah. You know what, actually now I'm because I haven't thought about this stuff in a minute. It's funny. So it's cool talking about it now, but, um, revelation records had actually wanted to do a LP, uh, with discrepancy, which when I first did the demo, I had told Justin like demo and seven inch, that's it. You know, like chain of strength, hard stance, like all those bands, you know, you name it, like demo and seven inch. That's really all you need. Like for a very specific niche, straight edge, hardcore band like that. Like, I don't think that bands like that need to do LPs. I think at that point they're stretching themselves thin and you get, you get filler or you get them being a little too experimental with tracks and it ends up being not that good. You know, like someone had once asked me like name five really cool, good straight edge, hardcore LPs. And it's like, shit, it's, you have to sit there and think about that for a minute. You know, it's not like, it's not an easy answer. So um, so at that time, that was also kind of as things were kind of 
falling apart, you could say. But I remember when I first talked to them about it, I was super flattered and stoked. And in my head, I'm picturing like, all right, you know, what better than that? Because they they have their office in Huntington Beach. And I was like, that's so cool. And I would go help them and work there like, you know, when they needed extra help and stuff. And I was like, shit, what kind of sound would I do on the LP? Like on the demo, I did this sound. On the seven inch, I played around with this sound. Like what would I do for the LP and stuff? And started to kind of write riffs and stuff like very, very elementary writing and things like that and started to kind of think about the concept I wanted to do with it. And, uh, and then, you know, before I knew it, everything had slipped out and I was like, eh, it's probably for the better, you know, probably for the better because I don't know how, uh, how we would have pulled that off trying to write an LP, which is super daunting for me too, because each time that I tackled the four songs or four or five songs on the demo and seven inch, it was like, trying to just not put any filler or do anything and trying to put everything there that is supposed to be there. So I feel like, I feel like for a band like discrepancy and LP would have been a little much, a little much, but, uh, yeah, I just remembered that that was something that was definitely talked about big time talked about actually. I think, um, I would have enjoyed that because I, I thought you guys were great. Um, and going back to, um, you know, you guys are, are you, I'm thinking people would put two and two together. Um, mm-hmm. I think that just kind of goes back to the, um, fact that you guys like weren't always active. So I, I think maybe oh, people yeah. just like assume that you would just come back at some point. Yeah. You're probably right about that. But, um, man, I it, it's honestly cool to, um, hear like how much thought that you actually put into the band, like music wise. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that that's really interesting. Um, and, uh, I wish I grew up in Orange County. Um, I, I feel like I'm <laughs> from Orange County cause like I literally like, um, uh, I've lived here for, it's basically going to be, um, this year is like, uh, 10 years of me living in oh, Orange okay. County. Oh yeah. Um, that's a big chunk of your life. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about because like, um, most of my friends who, uh, like have moved out to Orange County, like eventually would always end up moving back home. And, um, I just never wanted to leave. Like I, uh, just, you know, work hard and just try to, uh, make myself like, uh, you know, like enough money and whatever to be able to afford to live out there. Um, I love where I'm from, but like, I just don't feel like living, uh, in the Palm Springs area right now would be right yeah. for me. I feel you. Um, so going forward, uh, uh, do you, uh, do, do you still like go to hardcore shows? Um, are you still like, uh, or would you ever do another band? Yeah, I would. I definitely, I do still go to hardcore shows. Like I love, I love the shit out of fury. Like those guys are so awesome. It's funny. I remember when the, um, the fury demo came out, it came out before the discrepancy demo. I think, but I remember at that, around that time I had heard about Fury <coughs> starting and trying to write songs together and everything. Cause we were all really good friends with that whole group of people, you know, Alex and the stiff brothers and Alfredo and I were in soul search together. And then, you know, just like, you know, tight knit group of friends. And I was like, Oh, they're doing a demo. We're doing a demo. You know, it's not the same sound. We're both orange County bands. They were calling themselves like a youth crew band. We were doing like a straight edge, you know, hardcore band. And, uh, I remember thinking like, I think our demo should have come out first, but I was again, like being kind of lazy and shit like that and not like really biting down. So theirs came out first and I heard it and I was like, damn, this is cool. This band's awesome. And, uh, they're kind of like putting orange County on the map. And then we did the discrepancy demo and, um, people were like comparing the two, which I don't really think there's 
those are two things you would want to compare very much. And obviously Fury is like a real band, like a real badass, amazing, awesome band. Discrepancy was just a passion project, but, um, but yeah, definitely st- I'll still go see them. Like I know they're going to play sound of fury. I'll see them anywhere I can. Um, I've definitely gone to shows less just because I'm not in a band right now for the first time. And this is the longest that it's been where I haven't been in a band. Cause at one point I was juggling three different bands, three pretty serious bands. And, um, and uh, then for a while, it's just two. And uh, now it's none, which feels really crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of working on some stuff right now. It's it's not it, not going to be anything like discrepancy, but uh, just other stuff that I wanted to do when it comes to hardcore punk. And um, we'll see what can happen. But I am very aware of like where I'm at right now, you know, being 28, um, you know, digging into my career, having my friends who are who play music are in the same position I am. Some of them are married. Some of them are about to be, it's, it's that, you know, some, some of them are talking about having kids. Some of them are having kids. It's like, at this point, it's like, shit, I'm not, I can't pack my backpack and go on tour for 30 days anymore. You know, like it's sad, but it's just, it's just real life, you know? So little things here and there, but I'd like to think that I'll always be doing something with music. I I love music and I love playing music, whether it's playing guitar or playing bass or something like that. I'm not sure if I'll ever try to sing for a band again. That was way harder than I thought it was or thought it would be. Um, but yeah. What did you find difficult about, uh, singing for a band? Dude, uh, at the time I was, uh, you know, going to the gym five days a week. I was straight edge. I never had alcohol or anything in my life. Like I never smoked anything in my life. Like I had great lungs, great everything. I ate very healthy. Um, I consider myself somebody that was definitely in shape. I mean, at a time you can see some photos. I definitely had, uh, gained some weight for discrepancy, but that was cause I was trying to bulk up and stuff for the gym. But, uh, dude, I would get so winded so fast. Um, so damn fast. Like within one half of one song, I would be like, my voice was shot. And I'm just like, well, I'm probably not singing correctly. You know, there's like a right way to sing and a wrong way to sing. Um, and a lot of kids in hardcore probably don't know the right way to sing, but I think over time they figure it out and they learn it and they learn what works for them. Um, but I'd always trip out on people like Nick, uh, Samuel, who sings for like, who would sing for harness and forced order. And like, the, the voice you hear come out of the microphone is very different from the voice that you hear if you're having a conversation with them. And, you know, he would tell me, oh, I could go on tour and do that 30 nights in a row and be fine, you know? And I'm like, shit, I can't, I can't, I, one show, because discrepancy, we went up to the Bay Area one time and like the, after the second show, I was like, dude, I'm done. Like, I, I can yell, but you're not going to hear anything come out, come out on this mic here. Like, I just, yeah, just kicked my ass, man. Kicked my whole ass definitely know exactly what you're talking about because um when i was uh, i was in two bands uh i uh sang for like one like um like it was like a heavier hardcore band and like i like literally never done that before so i definitely didn't know the right way to to sing or whatever so like yeah i would always be like losing my voice and it was definitely a, a terrible experience um, yeah. Uh, the other band I was in, I uh, played like the synthesizer and I preferred okay. that way more because it was like less attention on me. I felt yeah. like I could just, you know, go up there, do my parts and just not have to like worry about losing my voice or like, you know, people focusing on, like on me. Hell yeah. 
I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Like playing guitar in bands was, is much more appealing to me. Like I realized for many reasons, I think I just enjoy that a lot more. I, if, if I spent the time to go learn how to sing and things like that, maybe I could be interested in that. But, um, it's one of those things that sounds cool on paper, but until you get up there, I'm just like, I don't know if that's for me, which again, touches back to that point you mentioned earlier, mountains and mountains of respect for great, uh, singers, you know, and, and individuals who front bands. It's like, dude, my hat's off to you. I can't do that shit. (laughs) So, um, right now, uh, Orange County Hardcore, um, do you have any, uh, favorite, uh, current bands, uh, that you're into? Yeah. Um, I would say Fury for sure. Um, I really have so much respect for Fury and the guys in it. It's, it's funny. Like I've been, heavily involved in the hardcore scene for more than 10 years now, which is crazy to think about. Um, and I've seen trends come and go and I've seen bands come and go. And I kind of have like, I have a, a pretty good idea of like the way that that current flows throughout the scene. You know, I can see it's like the trends coming back right now. I'm like, okay, I get it. It makes sense, you know? And then you can kind of, um, guesstimate as to like what's going to come next and things like that. Um, and seeing Fury come up and just kill it has been so rad. And I think that they, although they're like their sound, is, their sound is shifting and things like that, they still retain their fan base and they still get great reactions live. And the, the quality of songwriting is still there. And um, I think that they're a well-respected band and they, they know what they're doing and they're just very talented and they're great at, like I said, being a whole band. So that's definitely my favorite current hardcore band. And it's so killer to me that they're from Orange County. Like, I mean, they've got, people in all parts of the country and world saying the name, the words Orange County that have never said it before because they're checking out a band like Fury, you know what I mean? And, uh, I think that's so rad. Like I couldn't ask for anything more. I couldn't ask for better representation of, of the area. Um, and I know they're about to put out their LP on run for cover. Um, and I, I personally, I haven't heard it yet. I've heard a couple songs, but I can't wait to hear it. I know it's going to be great. I know I'm going to love it. Um, but other than Fury, I don't know, um, of many other Orange County bands right now. There's that band Dare who does like an OC straight edge band. Um, I don't know what they're doing next or anything like that, but other than those two bands, I can't really think of many, um, right now. Same here. Honestly, I, as you were speaking, I was trying to think like what other, um, Orange County, uh, like hardcore bands are there that are actually doing things. Yeah, I feel maybe there's a little bit of a lull right now in OC. I feel like for a minute, and you know what? There's honestly, man, there's probably a, a handful of bands that are killing it right now that I, I just don't know who they are because I'm not doing my homework as much as I should. Um, I'm sure that those bands exist right now, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe there's a little lull, and maybe we'll have another big wave. You know, where another big wave of bands comes through. You know, younger kids start picking up instruments and getting passionate about doing a band that sounds like this or sounds like that. And all of a sudden shows are packed again and you got local venues filling up and new local venues popping up and things like that. So I'm curious to see what the next, you know, next chapter is like for, for Orange County over here when it comes to the hardcore scene. Cause chain, as you know, is like nobody plays there anymore. You know, that's funny that you say that. Cause I was actually going to um, bring that up. I, I, I think it's so weird that, yeah, for like, um, the like hardcore scene, like hardcore shows don't really get booked there anymore. Like it's really yeah. rare. Yeah. Wonder why that is. I had heard that it was because um, it, they, whoever, whoever's in charge of the venue, is asking for just like a like a very 
high price that they need to get paid. So by the, if you're a promoter or you're trying to book a show or, or, or a tour date and you're thinking, all right, I've got to get these bands their guarantees and I've got to pay everyone this and I've got to pay all this money to the to the the venue, it's like not a viable option for them at that point anymore. You know, which I don't know if that's like new management who's asking for a different price. I don't know if that's just inflation. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. I remember going to chain and feel like every every month month at least seeing a big ass band play like ceremony or blacklisted or have heart the whole place to be packed i'm sure there was no uh no trouble with getting the bands in the door their guarantee at the, during those shows but i guess for smaller scale shows it's just not in the cards yeah there's like more hardcore shows getting booked at the the constellation room over um, yeah. at the observatory yeah. yeah you're right that's kind of like a newer venue that's popped up yeah, do you remember back in the day when it used to be called uh, the Galaxy yeah. Theater? Yeah, definitely, man. That was where I saw some of my first ever concerts. Like for my 14th birthday, I, you know, met like my first girlfriend at a show there to see uh, the adolescents, you know, and I first did uh, like I, I crowd surfed for the first time in my life at that show and, you know, went home feeling like a million bucks. Like, yeah, the galaxy was totally my childhood for sure. So every, every time in high school, I would see punk flyers, like for the galaxy, it was like the, the crowd, TSOL, angry Samoans, you know, some reincarnation of the misfits or, uh, DI, um, or the addicts or something that were always playing there. That was like so cool to me. I only went there once when it was the galaxy and, um, I, I saw, uh, this band, a uh, white chapel there. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that band. Yeah. It was so long ago. And I also, I can't remember who else was on the bill. I remember like the big reason me and my buddy went was just to see white chapel. Cause it was like right when they were starting to pop off. That's sick. um so you're like super proud of orange county um are you a fan of throwdown you know what um it's funny you mentioned that i so justin the other dude who's uh my best friend um he was we did discrepancy together uh and we both loved like a hell of a lot of Orange County hardcore and definitely like straight edge hardcore was our favorite thing too. Um, he, he was like a third on kid. He, he came from that era, from that crowd. Um, even though we're the same age, he had just made it down that route faster than I had. Um, and, uh, yeah, he knew, he knew all about that stuff. Myself getting into current hardcore through like punk, I kind of missed it. I didn't really, it was, it was happening. Like I was, I could have been into it. I just, I didn't know what that was. You know, I didn't have a friend that was into it. I didn't know what it was. If I would have ever heard a clip of the music or, or seen footage of it, I would have thought it was something else. Like I would have thought, Oh, that's not music that I would like. And then it wasn't until I got older and kind of went back and looked into it and did my homework and realized what that band was. Um, then I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. But, um, no, I, I never got into that band. I wish I could say that I did. I know people really love, um, a lot of their records and I've met actually, um, I think their second singer at like a low, that spot, the donuttery local spot. He like saw me wearing a band shirt and we talked and I found out who he was and everything like that. And, um, yeah, cool band, but no, I was never into that actually. That's crazy. You know, what's funny is like when I got into hardcore, like I kind of started on that side of things, like the, the heavier stuff. And I was just like, this is like the greatest thing ever. Like, you know, like 
I was just like a fiend for hardcore. And then oh, yeah. like slowly um, through like uh, MySpace, like I, I credit MySpace so much to like my early days um, yes. of like discovering music. And I remember I, I started uh, listening to bands like uh, you mentioned Carry On, Champion. Yeah. And I tried to uh, show my older friends um, because they were the ones driving. I was like, yo, like we should roll out to this show because like this yeah. is hardcore too. Like this is awesome. But like, unfortunately, like a lot of them just like weren't into the faster stuff. So like yeah. I missed out on like so many cool shows because I wasn't able to drive because I was so young. Oh, yeah. Totally get that. <coughs> I remember before I had wheels, it was like, yeah, the only shows I could go to were ones that, like you said, that older friend who was going to drive would want to go to and yeah there was it's funny you can think back and think about shows that you wanted to go to that you couldn't go to you know and also that was also the era before uh like maps on cell phones like i remember us printing out map quest directions and shit like that using the thomas guide to like figure out how to get to the show and like are we at the right spot i don't know <laughs> you know stuff like that it's just things are so much different now it's too funny and yeah myspace too definitely definitely heard about shows on myspace discovered different bands on there you know you like a band what bands are they friends with sort of a thing it's it's too funny to think about that yeah things are way more uh convenient now because just, like, just like the flow of information is just like so much crazy and way more accessible these days big time big time yeah, I, I can't even imagine like getting lost somewhere because like, it's just like not possible because everybody not has possible. like a smartphone, you know? Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. <clears throat> Man, now I'm trying to think of like older venues that I've been to in Orange County. Um, did you ever go to God, there's this place in um, I think it was uh, probably it was Newport. I, I can't remember the name. Now it's under a blank. It was like a bar. Um, oh, Hoagie Bar. My there first. you go. Yeah. Yeah, I did go there. Yeah. Weird ass name. I think it's still around. It was definitely a venue that was like known for like pay to play shows. You know what I'm talking about? Where, you know, the band would have to well, sell out oh, pre-sale pre-sale. Yeah. Which is not, I feel like in the, in the hardcore scene, uh, I, we didn't see too much of that. I definitely didn't. That was definitely like on more of those little, I guess you would say like sub genre, little outskirts, you know, like I feel like that was like, I would know kids at high school would try to sell me tickets. And I'm like, this looks like a hardcore flyer, but I don't recognize any bands on here. And they're all doing this pre-sale ticket thing. I don't know. It was weird. I never did that. But um, yeah, Hoagie Bar Michael is definitely, definitely a spot. That is too funny that you just brought that up. Um, when I was in high school, I, I had this buddy named uh, Patrick. And I don't know how, but he made friends with uh, these hardcore kids from uh, Irvine. And they used to play in this band called Adora. Do you remember them? I don't. No, I don't. Okay. They're like a little, like, it was like probably a little more like metalcore. It, okay. like, um, it was like Adora. And they used to play with uh, this band called uh, One Mark, One Mission. Okay. Um, but I just like kind of like lost touch with like those guys growing up and i like i'm always like curious like whatever happened to them because i yeah. remember like they were like bigger um you know back then but then like as i got older i, I think they just kind of like fizzled out so i was always just like curious yeah that's interesting um did you ever go to the um it was in fullerton it's called the alley yeah the alley Definitely did. Fullerton had a couple cool ones. Then, the, and then later in, in the more recent handful of years, they had the Slide Bar, um, which I've definitely played there with a couple different bands. And um, 
yeah, the alley, which was not, it's in that whole downtown Fullerton area. And I feel like there might've even been one more than you over there too. But yeah, the alley was cool, man. Definitely caught some gigs there. Yeah. That was like, that was so long ago. I, I can't that remember. That was so long ago. Yeah. That was really long time. At this point, I was like, yeah, like 10 years ago, at least 12 years ago. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even remember. Um, Crazy. Yeah trying to think what other old venues there were did you ever go to that weird like recording studio place in anaheim oh yeah 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 um um yeah what was it called uh it was called um oh my gosh i can totally remember that spot um damn it yeah it was a recording studio but then they had a room with a stage in it yeah i'm trying to drawing a blank I'm drawing a blank right now too. Yeah. I remember one of the, um, yeah, I remember seeing a real early soul search show there. It was like soul search down presser, that band called, uh, hard side from Texas. And, um, who else played? It was a cool one. That was like forever ago. Damn it. I can't remember the name of that place, but yes, we're definitely talking about the same thing. Okay. Um, earlier, uh, you you brought up uh, or you mentioned Sound Fury very briefly. Um, I was just yeah. curious. Um, did you manage to get tickets to the fest this year? No, I didn't. Um, I saw that first announcement and I saw how Heart was playing again, and I was like, "Whoa, that's way too fucking crazy!" Because that was like my favorite band ever for so long, um, and I saw them most of the most of the times that they came down to Southern California, I was there. I remember when they played two shows in the same night at Chain Reaction um, with Blacklisted. I remember when they played their last show at Chain Reaction before they broke up and they played in Whittier at this place called The Green Turtle earlier in the daytime and I went to both of those shows and it was like, I I just couldn't get enough. And I remember Pat saying at that last Chain show, like, hey, as far as reunions go, like you will never see this band play reunion. Like it takes away from like the intensity and the passion and like the last show that we have here makes it less important and impactful. Like you'll never see this again. So when I, it was, I had kind of like a mix of emotions finding out there playing again. Cause I was like, damn, such a time and place band. Um, and I, I, I was there for the end of it and I'm kind of like, Oh man, it was so mystical back then. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about them playing again. So I wasn't like super excited. I was definitely kind of just like, Oh man, just kind of like weirded out a little bit, but you know, there's also part of me that would enjoy watching them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did not get the tickets and I'm pissed because it sold out in like three days or something like that. And you know, like I mentioned Fury's playing and I really want to go see them and I'm like, shit, now I got to find out how to get a ticket. I was honestly surprised that it sold out so fast because I I was under the impression that um, it was just going to kind of be like last year where like they would like uh, I kind of like mentioned like, hey, we're low on tickets and like it wouldn't because it didn't sell out like, you know, that fast. Um, So I'm just like really curious on like how like crazy it was this year. (coughs) I mean, the funny thing is that if I'm understanding it correctly. They haven't even announced all the bands playing, or have they? No. Um, I feel like it was like announcement one, and then the fest sold out. So I was under the impression there was going to be like announcement two and maybe three of like what bands are playing. But I have seen big flyers with a big roster of bands. So maybe at this point everyone does know who's playing, but I, I felt like everything just happened so fast, which is crazy. Good for them, though. 
um, from my understanding, um, there's going to be two announcements, uh, the one that just happened and then there's another one in April. Um, but it, it was just like, like, I guess I, I, you know, and I was at work when the tickets went on sale. So like, that's like a big yeah. reason why, like, I wasn't able to get one. Cause like they went on sale yep. and I was like, Oh crap. So I went and checked and, um, they were like, it said sold out. So I was like, damn it, this is like really weird. But, um, but they did tweet that um, uh, more tickets are going to go on sale like this upcoming Wednesday. They just aren't sure yeah. how many. So I, um, I did see. Yeah. So I'm going to try to be better prepared. Maybe uh, if they announce like what time I'll have to like try to schedule like a break or something. Cause like yeah. I definitely want to go. Yeah. It's funny that they, that it's come to that point where you have to schedule a break at work to try to go online to get a ticket to a show or a fest. It's too funny, huh? Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, like I, I've been around for so long and I just, this is just something that I love, you know, like I, I've yep. like, it, it's never been like something that I thought I would like love this much. It's, it's just like something that's always just been there. Yeah. Um, but it does, uh, like, I, I do get kind of like um, confused sometimes when like I, I like, you know, hear pe- like about people like dropping out and stuff because yeah. like, I, I just couldn't imagine like not listening to this kind of music. Exactly. That was always my I felt the same way. It was like, all right, I get it. You know, some people stop being straight edge. Some people stop being into this style of hardcore. Some people get more into this or they get into other genres of music and things like that. And it's like. I, I, I'm sure, you know, there'll be waves of different shit that'll come in and out of my life, but it's like, dude, I'll never be able to stop listening to my favorite stuff. Like no matter what, even if I like other stuff, I, I, I just, I don't know. It's been a part of my life since I was a little kid, you know? Yeah, definitely feel you on that one. Um, going back to, um, have heart getting back together, you know, yeah. I got, I've said it publicly um, that like I'm kind of like over um, bands getting back together. Like I'd much rather uh, see the um, bands um, that are present get that kind of um, push and uh, you know right. have people like appreciate them now instead of like waiting till they get back together. Um, yep. But there is like always two bands that I would want to see. And um, cause like, yeah, I, I was around when have heart, um, you know, would always play California. Um, yeah. so like I was there obviously the same time you were. So like, like I was able to catch them when they were an active band. Um, yes. but I just felt like they were, um, they were just special. Uh, so like, I'd, I, I always like, you know, would welcome a reunion set from them and um it's just crazy that it's been 10 years so i'm just like dang like it's it's crazy that it's basically a a decade like i I feel old yep that is crazy yeah so this isn't um one reunion that like i'm gonna look past because uh you know who knows maybe this reunion maybe this is it or maybe they will come back in another decade who knows yeah I think I think this is the sweet spot right now too. Also, you know, keep in mind they're a straight edge band, and I saw they listed their lineup as like the lineup that was I, that was the last lineup that they had as a band. You know, all those members, and it's because everyone's still straight edge too. So I think right now they're like they're they're in the right position to do it right now. I would be damn surprised if in another ten years, like all the guys still felt the same way about all that stuff, and you know, had the same views that they did. Um, 10, 20 years ago, you know, and all things like that. But, uh, 
I'd like to think that this will be it. And I know that they're doing it for a good reason and a good cause and all these things like that. And I remember like a couple years after Have Heart broke up, I'd meet kids that I felt like were the same age as me. And they would talk about like, oh, I would have loved to have seen Have Heart. And I'm like, why didn't you? I saw him a million times, you know. But, you know, different people get into stuff at different times. So I'm sure a lot of people that never got to see them are very, very, very excited. And that's a really cool thing. Um, but for me, I was like, damn. I was like, I was there for that. Like, I saw them play. I saw the last shows. Like, he swore there was not going to be one. And here there is. I felt a little bit like betrayed, but I get it. You know, I totally get it, man. There's no disrespect there. I, I'm sure it's going to be a really fun, crazy ass show. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like if you stick around hardcore long enough, like, you'll be able to see like every band play. Yeah, there's truth to that, huh? Yeah, because you, you think about like how long like we've been around and like the reunions that have happened in our time. It's just like, yeah. okay, like seeing bands that like you maybe had just missed out on. Um, like it's a real possibility that they'll play somewhere someday. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And it's funny, like you said something about like where you think to yourself, like what bands would I like to see a reunion of? You know, because we've both seen reunions that I'm sure we were impressed with and ones that we were underwhelmed with, you know, and there's a lot of critique on like, should this band get back together and play? And I think a lot of that critique is aimed at bands that were around in the eighties and things like that. You know, you see bands like Chain of Strength and Judge and Infest and, uh, you know, Youth of Today and all these bands playing and playing and playing and, and integrity and people are like, you know, debating, like, have they worn out their reunion? Should they have played this much? Like, should they have even done a reunion at all? You know, is the time come and gone? But, uh, for me, I, one band that I, I've always said that I would love to see come back and I know it probably won't happen. And I don't know, but, uh, carry on, like you mentioned earlier, there's always the band that I was like, shit, I would go nuts to see carry on because I didn't see them. I never got to see them. Um, I probably could have made it to one of their last shows, but I think it was out in showcase and no ride too young. And yeah, that whole story, man, I, I beat myself up thinking about Carry On's last show because they played. Um, it was like two days. I, yeah, uh, it was two days. It, it was two days, and I remember um, some of my friends were driving out to get to the actual last show. Um, but that same day was Anime Expo, oh. and at the time, like I was like super huge into anime. Like I still watch it today, but not as heavily as yeah. I used to. Yeah. So I was like presented with with a choice i'm like okay do i go see this band who's breaking up but will probably play another show at some point or do i right. go to this like you know expo that i don't really get to go to that often so me being an idiot um i chose anime expo over going to carry on's last show because i thought i would get to see them again but you think about like how long it's been like they've never played another show and like i, I just yeah. hate that decision that i made like so much yeah, there's. I've made a few decisions like that too, where I've chose this over that, and I, I missed Sounded Fury one year because I was, chose to play in this hockey tournament that I was in over in like another state, things like that. Like, and I've definitely had some regrets when it comes to choices like that. But, um, but yeah, it's it's crazy, man. That was one band that I always told my friends like, ah, oh, I don't care, you know, where it is, how it happens. Like, I would love to see that, you know, but I probably won't, and that's okay. But that was always one band that I was like, damn, I'd love to see that. 
Well, like I just said, you know, yeah. stick around long enough. Yeah, you never it, know. That's it could truth. happen. You know, it could. things could line up um, and maybe we'll be able to see it again in the future. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good place to, to end things. Well, man. Um, excuse me. Um, I really, really appreciate you, uh, taking the time to, uh, do this because like, um, I, I'm always so grateful to anybody who's willing to take time out of their day to spend it here with me just talking. It's great. So thank you. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Um, before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Um, yeah, I guess I would just shout out Fury because they're the shit. They're the coolest band. Um, I'm sure anyone that would be checking this out has heard them and has their opinion made about that band. But damn, they just continue to impress me and amaze me. And I think it's so killer. Um, and uh, also Protester. It's like the coolest straight edge hardcore band, in my opinion. I love Connor and I love that band. And I thought their last LP was phenomenal. And I think their recent one that just came out is so badass and so bitchin'. Um, yeah, those are my two plugs. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top. I just wanna see the light